0: Pittsburgh Steeler fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with you. Yeah, it's right. It's Tuesday, which means it's a Mike Tomlin Tuesday. He had his press conference today talking about the game that was week eight, victory over the Baltimore Ravens and come from behind fashion, 28 to 24. He talked about the injuries that the team is dealing with leading up to this game this Sunday. And of course, he talked about the upcoming opponent, the Dallas Cowboys in week nine. That's a 4.25 p.m. kickoff, by the way, so make sure you don't. They haven't had many of those. Almost all their games, except for the week one primetime game, have been a 1 o'clock next two weeks, or 4.25 start, so make sure you make note of that. And then he answered a bunch of questions. So my job here is, hey, you don't want to listen to all the questions. You want to bypass all the stupid questions that are asked, because trust me, there are plenty of stupid questions asked during these press conferences. You just want to know what you need to know. Jeff, I don't need to know all the fluff stuff. I just want to know what Tomlin's out. That's what I'm here to do. Let's talk about the injuries first. Mike Tomlin updated the injuries. He said that there's two players that are going to be returning to practice this week that he described as being able to return, quote unquote, with no restriction. And I got really excited but he didn't say the name that I was hoping for. He was talking about Derek Watt, who is still battling that hamstring. He was active last week. He did play against the Ravens. But remember, he was a full participant Wednesday and then was limited Thursday and Friday. Therefore, you kind of got a feeling that he was not 100%, but he should be back with no restriction this week. And Jordan Dangerfield, who missed last week with a quadricep injury, he should be back as well. So that's good news for those two players. Next, he talked about the two players that were lost during the game in week eight. Tyson Alawalu was the first player that he missed with a knee. Cameron Hayward, he labeled as a quadricep injury later in the game. He said that both of those players might be limited in the early portions, but he did mention they're more optimistic about Cam Hayward and his potential return this week than Alawalu. It is being reported. Tomlin did not verify this, that Aluwalu has a sprained MCL and could miss about two weeks of action. He's not verifying that. He just said that as of right now, he might be limited. I wouldn't expect Aluwalu to play. I think Cam Hayward has a better chance. We'll see what happens on Wednesday for that first reported practice. The player that I was really hoping that he was going to say was going to return with no restriction this week was Mike Hilton. I was really excited to hear him say that, and he didn't. He said that Hilton is still working his way back. Remember last week, Hilton did not practice Wednesday, was limited Thursday and Friday, was listed as questionable, Okay, was listed as questionable, and was ultimately inactive, did not play against Baltimore. So we'll see where he is and where that shoulder is. That's his shoulder injury that's keeping him out of the lineup. He did not mention this player until he was asked about it later, and that was none other than Ulysses Gilbert III, who his back flared up again on him last last week. He was not even listed on the injury report on Wednesday. Then he was out on Thursday and Friday with the back injury, and he missed the game because of it. And Tomlin said it all depends on how his quote unquote back behaves this week. So it doesn't sound very positive for Ulysses Gilbert, the third in regards to his back injury. I I know that many of you have probably, whether it's pulled a back muscle or have back injuries, uh, it can be very temperamental. We'll put it that way. And so I'm not sure what to expect from Gilbert. We'll have to see on Wednesday, but that was kind of the recap of the injury. No, he didn't say anything about Ben Roethlisberger's elbow, which was a, in my opinion, a completely made-up injury by the CBS crew as they diagnose and you know pick apart every single play in a football game. He went back and talked about the Baltimore victory. He said he was proud of the intangibles that the Pittsburgh Steelers possessed. You know the things that you can't see, but that the Steelers did really well. He said that they the team stuck together. They didn't blink. He said you can you can look at these things and measure the makeup of your team. He said, they're far from perfect. Perfect. He said they have to play better, but he also said they have to coach better. He did mention that it was their third straight as he called it a five-star matchup. He said with that, knowing that going into these games, there's going to be stress. And he said, the team was stressed. and He didn't mean necessarily stressed as, Oh my gosh, I'm worried, but stressed as in, there's plays that need to be made. This is a big time environment, a big time game, big stage. And they're especially stressed in the depth department. That's something that he talked about with the injuries that were sustained, whether it was Hilton Dangerfield, field, leaving early Hayward. It put a stressor on that team and they responded and they got out of there with a victory. So he realizes there's still plenty of work to be done, but ultimately the Pittsburgh Steelers, they remain perfect seven and no. And, that's going to be tested. It's it's crazy to think about. This is the first time the Steelers have been 7-0 since 1978, and that is the best record to start a season in Pittsburgh Steelers history. So if the Steelers are able to beat the Dallas Cowboys in week nine, they would set a new mark, a new franchise mark with an 8-0 start to the season. And he talked about Dallas. And it was really, I thought it was very interesting to hear Mike Tomlin talk about the Cowboys because a lot of people were kind of just, pushing them to the side, you know, obviously they lost Dak Prescott earlier in the year, with that gruesome ankle injury. And then now even Andy Dalton, he hasn't returned to practice yet. He's still in the concussion protocol after that wicked hit by John Bostic two weeks ago, but still he said, as he watched the Dallas Cowboys losing Dak Prescott, he knew all too well what was going on within that organization because he had it happen to them last year in 2019. And he mentioned that having to go into battle with Devlin Hodges and Mason Rudolph, he said, sometimes at the, at very, the first time it happens, you are kind of awestruck. You don't know what to do and you have to start to formulate a new plan. He has seen this team, especially offensively, start to deliver a new plan, get a new plan in place for this team moving forward. He said the defense is a turnover-driven machine. And he he always, the whole time he talked about Dallas, he was referencing back to 2019 for the Steelers, and he said that the defense is turnover-driven, meaning that the defense is always looking to get an offense and, and extra possession. It's the best way to support a young quarterback. He said, so they're taking chances, they're doing whatever they can to try to get the ball. So it's going to be imperative for the Steelers, and this is something Tomlin mentioned, to protect the football. He said it was similar prep as they were going into the Ravens game, talking about protecting the football. And he mentioned they still weren't able to do that. And he's pointing out obviously chase Claypool's fumble in their only turnover of that game, going to the offensive side of the ball. He said that it's, it's still something they have to deal with is the fact that Ezekiel Elliott is healthy and he is an elite running back. He's mentioned his vision, mentioned his balance, his power, he did notice that, you know, he he hasn't been playing as well as he normally does, but that doesn't mean he's not capable. So he's going to have the Steelers' full attention, especially after they surrendered 263 yards on the ground last week. When he was asked later in the press conference of is it a similar, is it a similar challenge going against Baltimore and then also Dallas? He said, not even close to similar because not many teams, if any, can run that RPO read option type offense that Baltimore does. That's not what the Dallas Cowboys do. So I would say that I think the Steelers line up better against a team like Dallas when it comes to running the football. He did mention the quality wide receivers, mainly Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb. He talked about the quarterback situation when he was asked. He said, Look, we are preparing for Andy Dalton. He's not going to evaluate Danucci and his performance on Sunday night football against Philly. He said, But they're going to prepare for Andy Dalton. He's going to allow. Dallas to do what Dallas has to do to get ready, but he knows that Andy Dalton, the Steelers, they know Andy Dalton well, but he mentioned they don't know Andy Dalton in this setting, meaning they don't know him in Dallas. So with that said, he was kind of wrapping up with the Dallas talk and then he went to questions. He was asked about the COVID restrictions that the Steelers are going to be under this week based on the fact that Marlon Humphrey, the cornerback of the Baltimore Ravens tested positive for COVID-19. He said, yeah, we're going to deal with it. It's not going to be an excuse. He uh, he applauded the NFL's stance and their approach to the, uh, the virus and the COVID protocols. He said that they're going to do what they have to do. They're going to be prepared to play. They're not going to use it as an excuse. Then he was asked about, finally, he was asked about Avery Williamson, the guy that they traded for from the New York Jets. If you haven't heard, they traded a 2022 fifth-round pick to New York, New York sends Avery Williamson and a seventh-round pick in 2022 to Pittsburgh. He said that he met Avery Williamson at Bud Dupree's Pro Day. They kind of gravitated towards one another. He has a passion for football. He said when he was drafted, Williamson was drafted by the Tennessee Titans, and he said that the Tennessee system is very similar to Pittsburgh's, not just schematically, but also in the language and the verbiage that they use. So he really liked the fit there. He said it fortifies the team's depth. He is a known commodity. When asked whether he would be available for the team on Sunday, he said because of COVID protocols, they're not going to be able to see him at all until Saturday, and he's going to be virtual this whole week. He said he's not sure about that. I would probably guess that he's not going to be available this Sunday, but he said that when he does get back and get ready to go, he is going to be a person capable of supporting both Vince Williams and Robert Blaine at the inside linebacker position, there's a good chance that they might have a three person inside linebacker trio that they can kind of shuffle in and out as necessary. So that's something to look forward to and a little bit of background for those fans that are wondering, what did the Steelers get with this Avery Williamson trade next? He was asked about the third and long defense. The Steelers have surrendered a lot of third and longs this season defensively. And for a defense as good statistically as Pittsburgh's, my gosh, it just seems strange He said that the Steelers need to be more consistent, not only from a playing perspective, but also a coaching perspective, getting the team in a position to be successful. Um, He didn't really elaborate too much. He didn't give any specific examples, but that is something that obviously the Steelers are looking at. He was asked about the fact that the NFL said that they are contemplating an expanded playoff format where eight teams from each side, AFC, NFC would get in. And he said, what did, what did they think about that? He said, look, the, the NFL is doing their due diligence. They're preparing for a worst case scenario of that. They can't get games in because of COVID-19. He said the the hope and the, I guess, said the, the preparation at all is that the Steelers and every other team in the NFL, all 32 teams are going to play a full schedule. He said, but if they can't, you have to have a plan in place. And that's exactly what they did. He said that the NFL is going to do what they have to do. He's just on the competition committee. He said they had a call the other day and that was about it. It was being written a lot uh, this past week after the game on Sunday that Ben Roethlisberger was going, quote-unquote, off-script or ad-libbing, and they asked him about it and how much freedom he has, Roethlisberger, he's referring to, with this offense, and he said, look, ad-libbing is a little bit of a stretch. He said they didn't need no huddle, which they ran a lot in the second half. Roethlisberger has options in that offensive package, meaning that depending on receivers on one side of the field, he has route combinations that he can put out there So it might look like he is completely ad-libbing when in reality, he is just setting up the play, setting up the situation, depending on what he sees defensively. So he kind of threw some water on those people that are saying this is quote unquote backyard Ben and backyard brawl, you know, ball. Not really. This is part of their no huddle. It's a part of the no huddle with an experienced quarterback like Ben Roethlisberger. So if you're someone that's like, yeah, this is a good old Ben Roethlisberger. Maybe not so much, maybe not so much when he was asked about whether the team might lack a sense of urgency in week nine, because if you think about it, they just played Cleveland and Pittsburgh. It was a big time game, big time division game, the Steelers first division game. Then they go on the road to Tennessee undefeated versus undefeated. Then they have the Baltimore Ravens, this first place in the division on the line and really promoting yourself or pushing yourself up those AFC standings. Are they afraid of a letdown is essentially what he was asked. He said, look, despite Dallas's record. The Steelers are going to have their full attention because of the adversity they're experiencing right now, mainly with injuries. When you look at players like Mike Hilton, Tyson Aluoglu, Cam Hayward, Ulysses Gilbert, uh, Dangerfield and Watt, all those players, that's a pretty long list of players. And the majority of them are defensive players. You are going to have to have everyone on board and ready to go. So in other words, he's suggesting that This is a situation where the Steelers not having their full allotment of starters in this game is going to make them focus. It's going to make them be a little bit more cognizant of their responsibilities and duties. He's not concerned about the level of urgency coming into week nine. Other than that, he was asked about, and this is a really good question, not all questions are stupid, that uh, what happened with James Washington, he had his lowest snap total of the season, I think his lowest snap total since his rookie year. What is the deal with that? And they kind of asked, him. he said, look, the Steelers did not possess the ball, period. And if you want to look at the time uh, of possession, the Baltimore Ravens, 35-22 to the Pittsburgh Steelers, 24-38. In the game on he said, when you don't possess the ball, it changes everything. So the lack of offensive production, he said, look, we wanted to get Benny Snell in a lot more than what we did. But when you're running no huddle, you're running five wide receiver sets, you don't necessarily have that option anymore. He mentioned how Anthony McFarland got one snap. You know, Benny Snell, no snaps. And James Washington's snap totals are are were very, very low. So in other words, Tomlin said more or less that it wasn't because the player wasn't playing well. It wasn't that they weren't part of the plan. It's that the plan can change depending on how the game is unfolded. He was also asked about the five linebacker package that the Pittsburgh Steelers deployed on multiple occasions. And that was when they obviously had the two inside backers with Williams and Spillane. They had their outside linebackers with Watt and Dupree, and they also had Alex Highsmith out there. He said that he was asked about what they thought of it. Is it something they're going to be doing more often? He said, look, they got the job done. It was situation specific, meaning it was something that they put in just for Baltimore. That doesn't mean they're not going to use it again, but it really depends on Mike Hilton. He, again, applauded Mike Hilton's ability to play the run for his position. When they put him out there in the nickel, they actually have a really, really good run defender on Mike Hilton. And so because of that, the five linebacker package is something that they have in their back pocket if they need. But they really don't have to do it if they don't want to. The last two things of note were he talked about Isaiah Bugs. He said that Isaiah Bugs has learned a quote unquote professional conditioning and what that is. In other words, Isaiah Bugs might not have realized last year as a rookie that you gotta be in good shape to play in the National Football League. Even as a defensive lineman, you have to be well conditioned. He said he feels like he's getting better. He's improving in both the conditioning department and on the field. So good news for Bugs is he's going to be called upon to play a lot until Tyson Alualu returns. Last question was asked was Stefan Wisniewski, who was taken off injured reserve, and they started the clock on him about three weeks ago. They said, Coach, are you going to have to make a decision on him this week? He said, we, we are going to have to make a decision, and we will. Make a decision. So, in other words, you can expect some roster moves to happen this week, both with Avery Williamson being added to the roster. Someone's going to have to come off. Also, with Stefan Wisniewski, either he's going to stay on injured reserve and be done for the year, or he's going to be back on the roster and they're going to have to get rid of someone as well. So, with that being said, make sure you stay tuned to behindthesteelcurtain.com. We are going to have everything for you as it pertains to the active roster. Uh, moves that are made, you name it, we will have it on top of film rooms, breaking news, commentary. We got it all for you. Other than that, make sure you're listening to our podcast platform. Make sure you check out my Monday, Wednesday, Friday podcast, Let's Ride. That's every single morning on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Also check out the live mic on Tuesday, the Steeler Stat Geek on Thursday, and all of our PM podcasts and our weekend podcasts. You don't want to miss a thing. So wherever you get your podcast, Google Play, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, Spotify, Pandora, follow us. And that way, you're guaranteed to get the best Pittsburgh Steelers coverage out there. That's the Mike Tomlin Tuesday, folks. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate it. Make sure you check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. I'm Jeff Hartman, co-editor of said website. In the meantime, be safe, be kind. God bless. Go Steelers. See you soon.